Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Frank's Unsolicited Advice. And today we're going to do something different than I normally do. And when instead of talking about an experience of mine, I'm going to pay tribute to somebody that's very important to me and not only to me, my family. And we're all on a Zoom recording it for him. So when I started this podcast back in June, I did different podcasts talking about different people in my family, talking about my parents separately, my house, uh, what family means to me and and the importance of it to me to give you a, a, a look into who I am and what made me who I am. So uh, my father's birthday's tomorrow and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about a conversation I had with a friend of mine at work and he said, yo, Frank, you know how dope it is that you can record yourself talking, telling stories and in the future, your great grandkids could listen to this. And it got me thinking, I said, well, man, you know, what can I buy my dad or what can I give my father for, fa for his birthday um, while he's alive hitting 80, that's going to mean something. And I started thinking about all of us growing up and the ones with the stories of our grandparents are my cousin Joey, my sister Brenda. They're the ones with the stories. You know, they were around when I was, I was, by the time I came in the world, they were old. They were, you know, pushing wheelchairs and stuff, you know. So it wasn't the same vibe that they had. They had the knowledge. So what this, what I decided to do was to pay tribute and give my dad his flowers while he could still smell them. And he could still hear them. And the best way to do that is by having all of us on this and tell stories that they remember. A story or a couple stories or what stands out of, of Francisco Ferrer to them. The significance of him as a man to them. And, you know, it's not just for me. It's for other people to see it, friends of mine that watch it. But at the same time, it's, um, it's for our kids to show their kids and their kids to show their kids and have the, the story. So, everybody, you couldn't mute. We're going to start off with Joe. Yep, Joe, come on. Yes, you. So, you got to unmute. So, my earliest memory of Junior, I think I was two and a half, maybe three. And that was when he was, like, not committed. You know, he was, like, uh, I think he was divorced at the time with a, uh, I forgot her name, Norm. I think her name was Norma, which is not important. But uh, what, I, what I remember is that he was married for the, with this woman. But then he got divorced. And um, in the process of getting divorced, he, uh, he, I kind of remember him running around. Uh, like, I wouldn't see him in the weekends. I would just see him sometimes in a week. But uh, my memory of him was probably when I was two and a half, three. And they were in Mocha having some sort of Christmas or, or Belorio de Geye, something like that, like a Christmas gathering. You guys know about Moca, all the way Moca by the, where Andrea used to live. So I remember him driving this, uh, this white link, this uh, green Lincoln, which was a suicide door 67 or 66 green Lincoln. Beautiful car. And I remember him driving the car from Rocha to Aguadilla and he had it full of girls. Like it seat like five girls in the back and like three in the front. And I was in between one of the laps in the back, right? Which is funny. And I, I don't remember the girls. I think one of, some of the girls, era la muchacha de Andrea. I think it was my Milita was one of them, but I don't know the rest of the girls. So anyway, there's like seven girls in the car and he's running from Rocha to Aguadilla. And he's like doing like, you know, if you, if you remember Rocha, you had these uh, these hills that kind of go up and down like this. 
And I, all I remember was him driving his car like at 90 miles an hour. And the reason why he was driving it so fast is because his fan belt broke. And he needed to keep the car cool. And he was riding it fast. And all these women are just kind of flopping in the backseat. And we're all squeezing, going like this, right? And I remember him coming to the bottom of the hill somewhere in Mocha. And John D happened to parallel. Like they were just crossing, crossing as they were coming back and forth. And he goes, John D asked him, ¿Qué pasó? Oh, se me rompió la, la cojea. So estoy cogiendo rápido para que no se caliente. And all I remember was him doing like 80, 90 miles an hour in this car. And the next day, John D gets up early to fix the car because the car was probably fried by now. But um, that, that morning, in the rush of driving back and forth, Junior ran over my car, one of my metal box cars that I used to ride around. And I got up, I, I went and started hitting him with the, with the broomstick, picking a fight with him because he ran over my car. He squashed the freaking thing. And, I, and me and him were trading hits. I was probably two and a half, three. And he would hit me with the belt. And I would hit him with the stick. He would hit me with the belt and I would hit him with the stick. And we did that maybe five or six times. And he would hit me harder every time. He'd go, Whoosh! And I'm like, shit. But it took me, I think, maybe six or seven tries before I gave up. I said, you know what? Fine. And I used to curse a lot as a kid back then. And I just cursed him out and left and <clears throat> kind of went upstairs. And But I was mad at him. That was my first argument with him. Mate, ¿qué es eso? She you. Yeah, you got to unmute. But I think she remembers that because I used to, there was a picture. She could talk now. There was now. a picture of him in the stairs that me and him got into a fight that maybe a week or two after that, that I remember. And this is Junior, as far as I remember going back as a kid. Yeah. Que la, la, el carro de Junior y la pelea que tuve con él. That sounds yeah. just like you. Yeah, yo me recuerdo. So you, 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 With your filthy mouth. Laughing. With his filthy mouth. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I had no filters because I did whatever, whatever I wanted to, but. Weren't you lucky? Right? I was the first one. I, was the first, I, I grew up in Puerto Rico for the first eight years of, of me. And, uh. I mean, I, had, I think out of all of you, I think I probably had the best childhood up to eight years old. Because the privileged child, yes, we know. I, I was spoiled. And of course, uh, I used to do whatever I want, but I just want to show you this picture and you guys can look at it and uh, the next person can go on. La foto de Junior en la escalera. So this is the photo I have of him. I've seen that. Oh, I have that picture. Oh. I think everybody has that picture. Yeah, I've that seen picture. it. I didn't know that that was that. <laughs> well, <here's the> <laughs> that Joy was getting his ass beat again? So I think uh, my car was parked like right at the bottom of the stairs. Uh-huh. Like right here. And I think that's where I came. I woke up the next morning and the car was completely squished. It's one of those metal box cars. <laughs> And I remember the fight that me and him in the stairs had. We had a fight on the stairs. And he, I was in the lower. I was high and he was low. And he would keep hitting me and I kept hitting him. And But that's, you know, 
to, to, to me, he was my, my first father because I didn't know any different, but you know. Right. Oh. That's but, nice. um, oh. <laughs> hey, so, so can I ask you a question? Do, do you think that your uh, levels of, of women, how you had them, was attributed to learning from him? Because I mean, I remember one time you pulled out a, a, a legal size notepad. Uh, eight and a half by 16 or 14 with a thousand women on it and says, Frankie, pick one and call them. I'm just saying. So I just want to know if history repeats itself. It wasn't the suicide door Lincoln and it wasn't the the girls in the back flopping, but it was a phone call. So, I mean, was it, do you attribute to that? I just want to know. Let me tell you something. Junior had the most. He got a story. Well, not stories, but he was, uh, he was very charismatic. Well, he still is, but, but I, I, I would see, I would hear stories of you that he would go into a bar on Friday. And he would go into a bar, and one of these local bars that he used to work in downtown at 34th Street somewhere, and he would go into these bars and buy a round of drinks for everybody, and then leave. And you know, women just, you know, gravitate to that. They just. You know, that sense of security, you don't see that in a lot, a lot of people now. But yeah, as far, as far as you guys know, you guys only know me for a few years in and out, but I just stopped sharing stories after a while. But yeah, I think in the beginning it was because of Junior. And, and he was, he was my, 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 in a lot of ways, but uh, I mean, he, he and John D probably know more than you guys, but uh, I would, uh, so one time I brought a girl over to the house over in Kingsbridge. And she was like 39, 34, something like that. And I remember pulling up in the, in the old Chevy that I used to have in Malibu. And Junior and John, they are in the, on the balcony, kind of like standing like this. And they see me pull up. And this woman comes up with these high shorts, right? And he's like this. Like, kind of like really quiet, like, you know, kind of like, uh... but yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stories. But Junior, yeah, Junior didn't have that problem with uh, women, I guess, you know. <laughs> no, he didn't. One problem he did not have. That's one problem he didn't have. So I'm, I, I'm... I, I remember stories when he was, when I was a kid with women that I probably would never mention. But <laughs> um, I got to see a lot of that as a kid. But not that it was bad. It was just, you know, it was just people would just flock to him. Yeah, I mean, he's always he's always been that way, you know. He's always uh uh. I remember going to the jewelry store with him, and he walks in the store, he greets the women with and, and compliments them and how beautiful they look, and all of a sudden they're giving him discounts. He hasn't bought nothing yet. So, um, Brenda, I'm gonna change it up real quick. I'm gonna let Tia go, and then I'm gonna go to 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 you. Okay. Okay. So Tia, el turno tuyo. She can hear you. I know. She. I just told her to go. You... Oh, dale. Mimi, Mimi, tell her what to do. I told her she's just she's trying to figure out. She's trying to like she had one, and now it's like I'm gonna be like with you. I'm going. What can we ask you? The boy and man. Que para mí ha sido como hablamos. Bueno, yo tengo que decir de Junior, mi hermano que yo lo quiero, que siempre le he querido y lo he respetado como un padre. 
mi hermano mayor, que lo quiero mucho y que siempre lo llevaré, lo llevaré en mi corazón. Y le deseo feliz cumpleaños. 80 años. Mucho, muchísimos más. 80 más. 80 más. Que cumpla. Que Dios lo bendiga. Amén. So. Um, ¿Quién va ahora? Jumbo. Yeah, but mama, so, uh, yeah, you, I'm gonna change it up again. We gonna go, uh, the, me, Mari, and Brenda go last, Brenda, and then. Frank, you on mute. Mute who? Can you know he be disappearing, girl? Oh, oh my bad. I had to mute it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, yeah, I, and, and I didn't have a drink. My bad. No, so me, I, I'm, I'm gonna change it up again. I'm just gonna change it up again. That's, that's how I do my podcast anyway. So we gonna go. So Jumbo, you go. Take it away. <laughs> oh, look at that. All right, so am I unmuted? You guys hear me? Yeah. All right, cool. So, you know, it's been, they, they've been down here for six, almost six years now. And um, I've learned um, stuff that I didn't from my uncle. You know what I mean? Um, I knew him back in the days as a hustler. Um, he was working um, liquor store to diamonds to uh you know, the, the, the party supply store to security guard to selling frankfurters, hot dogs to, you know, macalaitos and like capurias and, you know, stuff like that. And I've learned in the last six years that he's been here, you know, what made him who he is. And that has made has made him. Um, he's been an inspiration literally to all of us. Um, he has you know, qualities that us men in the family um, would want, you know, in the future to have um, at his age. I want to get to that age. You know what I mean? Um, and he's just been the last 60 years that he's been here in Florida. Um, I don't I don't even know how to express how I feel to have him here. You know, um, I lost my dad 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So he's literally been that person that I've looked up to, you know, in the last 20 years, you know what I mean? And he's, he's a man that would give you the, his shirt, you know, he's got the last penny in his pocket. He's going to be the one to give it to you. Um, he will give you his plate, um, you know, for dinner, you know what I'm saying? So I just, I'm happy. I'm glad that I have been able to experience that with him in the last six years here. Um, and 80, that's a milestone, you know what I mean? And um, he's just been a good example. You know, we've seen that um, and watching him, you know, his stories and, you know, everything else that he's come up, you know, that he's told us, you know, he's telling, we sit down and we talk and he's telling me stories from 40, 50, 60 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just want to wish him a happy birthday. Um, I love him. Um, God willing, you know, another 80 years, you know what I'm saying? Because that is a man that we need. Um, and my boys, you know, they're probably listening right now. They, <laughs> they just got a flat, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, they're probably not even on here. But you know, they see that, you know, he calls Julian Salmon and, you know, that's out of love, you know, he sees Xavier, like he saw him yesterday from a long time and, 
gives him that love, that hug. And I love that because he's treating my kids like he's treated me. You know what I mean? So I just want to say I love you. Bendicion. Birthday. And for many more. And God bless you. And we love you. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, Mimi, is, is your goal? You go. Here goes, mommy. You go. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, he's not just my uncle. He's my godfather and my compadre. So, boom to all y'all. Okay. <laughs> well, my memory, my memory for Tia was when when Papi died, and he told me that just because Papi had died doesn't mean that I didn't have a father. And he's that for me. And I love him. I adore him. And he's not he's not only my uncle, my godfather, and my compadre, but he's my dad. And I love you, Theo. Happy birthday, and I wish you 80 more. Oh, that's so cute, Mimi. Sweet, simple. <laughs> Yo, I, I thought she's gonna start tearing, and I'm about to say, "Oh my god, I can't deal with it." No, so I'm gonna let the kids go. Um, Xavier, is he on or no? No, Romy, Romy. Xavier's on, but his thing is off. Romy, Megan. what's up? You got a story, Romy? I forgot he was down in the bottom corner. We got, I can't see his face, but Romy, I don't see you. No, because his camera's not working. But Romy, you on? He's on mute. No, but he said no. Me, I asked him to unmute. Romy, unmute yourself. If he's down, he can't. Can he hear you? Oh my God, I'm about to. Talk, if I call him, he's gonna cut off, right? Yeah, no. Ava, where you? Okay. So, okay, uh, is Xavier on? Anybody knows Xavier around? I think he's on, Frank. But um, I, they just got a they just got a flat on the way okay, home. Okay, okay. So right. Fixing a flat. So, so we'll do Jade. Jaden, you ready? Jade. Yeah. It's your turn. Okay, probably. I don't see you. Turn your camera on so we can see your hair. Hold up, hold up. Hold see up. your hair. <laughs> Every hold time up. I hear of Xavier, we can tie up that mess. <laughs> I'm gonna, Hi, I'm gonna try and fix this. Give me a second. What's up? Hi, mommy. Yo, the fro is gone. No, it's not. It's among you. It's, it's there. It's right here. You just you can't see it. Well, uh. I don't really have much of a like a crazy story. It's just it's more of like a. You can't me, see. Pop, you can see me. I'm right here. Hold on. Damn! What a mess. No, mommy. He doesn't want to stay up, so I'm gonna just like. I'm gonna kind of have a leaning right here, okay? For me, Papa Theo, he was kind of like, he's that that cool uncle everyone wants. You know what I mean? Like. I remember I like when me and mama, when he used to live here, mama used to always go over there. I used to have this little razor scooter. I used to ask mama, mama, let me go outside around my scooter. Mama, no, you're going to fall and I got to deal with you falling and I, you're going to get scratched and all of this. And then I asked Papa Theo, Papa Theo, pull the chair out. He'll come outside with me. Let me ride my little scooter. I'll be chilling. What's mama doing? She going crazy. Papa Theo ain't worrying about that. Papa Theo was chilling with me. I remember another time. I ain't never really watched Rambo. My dad used to watch it, but I ain't, I ain't really like it. But to me, Papa Theo was kind of like, because he used to tell me a bunch of stories. He was kind of like a real life Rambo to me. 
I was like, oh, <laughs> he's, he's like a superhero. I remember one time we used to sit on the little couch over there on Kingsbridge in the house and we watch a Rambo together. It was Rambo one, one that he, he you know, the Rambo knife, the OG one. I, w- I was mesmerized by the knife. It's like, yo, that knife is crazy. Papa Theo was like, Let, let's go, let's go to the attic and not the attic, to the downstairs portion outside. We went downstairs Basically. and he showed me in the basement. He had one of the Rambo knives and he let me hold it. And I don't have a picture. I don't know if he got a picture, but I remember someone took a picture of me and Papa Theo holding that <laughs> Rambo knife. And I want that picture so bad. But those are the main majority of my stories. Papa Theo knows I love him. I don't know what I would be without some of them talks that we be having, the wisdom that he shares with me. Oh, man. Uh, he's like... He's like a dad. He is my dad. Just 80 years old. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Papa Theo. I love you. I hope you get a I hope 100 more, 100, 200 more years. Forever. Live forever, please. I love you. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. So, uh, Frankie, you up, Papi. Let's go. Remember what I told you, fool. Yeah, I remember. I remember. So, now, so one of my stories um, goes back to when I was like seven years old. So, Yo, put the phone on the thing so you can hold it up so they can oh, see you. No, I'll just do it like right here. So when I was seven years old, right, um, I used to run around the house a lot when they used to live on Kingsbridge and everything. And basically what happened was is that grandpa, he used to have like this office cabinet uh, behind his door that was in his room. And nobody, nobody could touch it. Nobody could touch it but him. He had a key for it and everything. But um, I remember one day I came in, I was like, now I always noticed and I was like, Grandpa, what is this door for? And he, or not this door, this, uh, like this cabinet, right? And he was like, oh, let me show you. So he would like show me how he had like checks and everything. And it, and it, just me, like everybody knows I'm a curious child. So I would just always ask him questions and everything. But, um, and then one night we go inside and then he shows me like this little pocket watch, it was gold. Um, and then I was like so mesmerized by it because it was like antique things, like, you know, retro things that always like fascinated me as a child and still does today. Um, and I was like, what is this? And he was like, oh, it's a it's this pocket watch I had. Um, I think he got from Puerto Rico and he had it with him ever since. Um, and I was like, can I have it? He's like, when I turn a hundred, you can. And me being seven years old, I had to, I was like, all right, I really want this watch. So when is he going to be a hundred? So I had to. I was counting on my fingers and everything. I was like, oh, so when I'm 37, I get to have the watch. That's a long time, though. He was like, don't worry. I'm going to live to be 100. Um, what's she call him? By the time you're 37, I'm going to give it to you. So I said, okay. So he put it back. Um, and I haven't seen it. I never saw it ever again until I think I turned probably about when I turned 14 or 15. Um, he comes back. Him and grandma come back, right, with the watch. And they say, here, Frankie, happy birthday, right? And I was like, and I was like, I was, it looked like a video game. The way how they had it, like, it looked like a video game. And then I opened it and then I took it out the case and I was like, this is the watch from when I was seven years old. He was like, yes, I know I said you could have it till when I'm like, once I'm turned 100, but I want you to have it now. Um, And like the way how he like presented to me, he said, uh, I don't know how much, you know, what's it called, you know, he said, I don't know how much time is left in the world or anything, but, you know, I want you to have this now. So when you have your own son, you can give it to him and then he can give it to his son and so on and so forth. 
And it would just really like touch my heart because I was like, dang, yo, like that that stuck with me ever since I like ever since I was a child. And that I grew up with that, knowing that as soon as he turns a hundred, I'm gonna go like I'm gonna see him, get the watch and everything. And it would just be like a, a touching moment. I didn't expect me to get it like 20 years earlier than I expected. Um and then he said he was gonna get it engraved with my name in it. And you know, I was just it was a it was a touching moment. It was one of the best moments I've ever had with him. And um, another moment real quick was when last year I went to Orlando with um, my parents, Ava, and I think my aunt. And we went to go to Universal, but we stopped by grandma and grandpa's house real quick. And me and grandpa went outside for like about an hour, maybe two hours. And he told me about like our family history in Puerto Rico and everything, both on um his side and grandma's side and it was just a lot of it was just it was really like so surreal in a sense like I was I didn't know we had that much history and it was just a, a blessing kind of a moment that he's presenting me with all this information that I didn't know or show me all these maps and everything all these pictures and it was just like a lot of history that just came down on me and I was like wow like him and the the fact that he is a figure in my life that I've been blessed to have in my life and just be there for me all the time. That's that's my role model, you know? My father and my grandfather, they're my role models. They uh, show respect, work ethic, because, you know, both of them have put a lot of time into whatever they've done. My dad, I think, Dad, you're going on like 23 years in the Navy. Grandpa's been working all his life ever since he was a teenager, um, to be honest. And then what they've done to their definition of success. Um, I, I know everybody's definition of success is different, but what their definitions of success were, which um, where they at right now, kind of just inspires me like, dang, I could reach those potentials and probably even higher and set another stone in this legacy that we that he he's built, passed on to my dad and then passed on to me and I could pass on to um, my kids and then just, you know, carry our name because, you know, our family is a blessing. We have a blessed family and what we have together is just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a thing of happiness where you can't even describe that feeling. It's a, a feeling that's never been seen before, never been touched, never been tapped into. It's just straight positivity. So um, to be honest, I always tell everybody whose birthday comes up, more life, more blessings. So that's why I, I want for my grandfather more life, more blessings. Hopefully another 80 years. Um, or however many years I can get, I don't care. I would love to see him every single year going forward, even after this one to the end. And then <laughs> uh yeah, you know what's your call? Happy birthday, grandpa. I love you, you're my role model. And yeah, that's that's it pretty much. Frankie, you know, I, I gave you a time limit, bro. No, no, it was it was awesome, man. Thanks. All right, Ava, it's your go. You know the rules, okay? Um, I'm not gonna do as much talking as Frankie did. Um, anyways, <laughs> I don't really have a story. Cause all we what grandpa and I did, we did the same thing every time. It was go run errands, so go to the store. And then go into his garden and make sure all his fruits and vegetables were all put together and whatnot. And then he'll let me eat his tomatoes that he's grown. That's all. 
like what grandpa what grandpa and i do our routine ne- never changes it's run errands gr- check on his garden and then watch cowboy shows cowboy? so that's really it but happy grand <laughs> happy birthday grandpa love you and i miss you that's really it <laughs> so <laughs> So that's nice, Ava. Thanks. It's consistency. That's what he taught you. He taught you something. You just didn't pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Consistency is a key. Now, Ronan is around here somewhere. I can pick it up. I, he's, he's here. Brenda said he's there. So let's see if he gets on. Where, where's he at? He's right here. Let me get him. Ronan! Brenda, pick up your He's chin. coming. Oh, don't go like this, Brenda. What? <laughs> don't go like this. Stop, because you still look older than me. It's all gray. It's all platinum. That's all it is. Platinum, me. Platinum. Whatever. You, you got a hairline, though. That's what Here. kills me. Here's head on in. <laughs> yeah, should be fitting me. Hello. Hey, Papa. What's up? What's up? How you doing? Chilling. Hey, so what we doing is uh doing a tape for uh my pops. You know, your okay. grandfather. And uh, uh, not just a story, a quick story that you remember of him or something you want to tell him, something quick, you know, that you could you want to share. Either memory that you have of him early or now that you've been hanging out with him more, whatever, you know, it's, it's your turn to say something. Um, Now that I'm hanging out with him more, I've learned a lot. Um, He's kind of molded me in the past few years that I've been with him and becoming the father and the person that I am today versus what I was about four or five years ago and and i hope that one day i could be half of the men that he's and that i love him that's good i think that's what we all strive for right <laughs> it is, is yeah is that. <laughs> so um romy said he was busy so i'm gonna I'm we're gonna just keep moving along when he gets on i'll let him um say something he was doing something so uh brenda um you want to go last or you want to go first how you want to do this Hello. It yeah. doesn't matter. Well, Jaden, Jaden wants to say happy birthday. Okay, go ahead, Jaden. Go, Jaden. Say happy birthday to Grandpa and that you love him. Happy birthday, <laughs> Abuelito. Abuelito, you love him? Yes. Okay. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I go now, last. Yeah, it's whatever you want. I I I don't know. You know, you, you were the firstborn, so you can go last if you want that. Marty was last born, so Marty can go first. There you go. <laughs> go ahead, Marty. <laughs> I I see how you did that. We should just, you know, go middle child and then you played you. <laughs> I mean, I I have a lot of memories of daddy, you know. Um I think to me now it's you know, the holidays are coming around and that. And I think of Christmas Eve at 2692. Um, I think of all the good times that we had. Uh, I think one of my best memories of dad is during this time, the, the happiness that he had, um, listening to his music, eating, you know, drinking, and just being with family. Um, Daddy is a huge family man. And if there's one thing that he's taught me is how important family is. And I and a strong part of me feels that he is the glue of this family. And 
he is the reason why a lot of us have come together and continue to still come together and be this amazing family. Um, but what I have to say about my father is that he has taught me a lot in a sense that he has given me I, the figure of, a, of what a man should be. And there's no one else like him. And I thank him for teaching me and for showing me and for his long talks <laughs> while he's drinking his E&J, <laughs> um, his wisdom, his stories of when he was in the military and he traveled all these states, his childhood growing up in Puerto Rico working the sugarcane field is a lot um, that he has taught me is a lot that I hope one day Ama can hear coming straight from him. Daddy, I love you. Happy birthday. I wish you many, many more. And I hope to see you soon. Frank, you go. Oh, it's my go. Wow. Okay. Man, uh, that was quick, Brenda. I know, right? I wasn't there even ready. Go, I wasn't ready. No, um, you know, I... I was going to go last originally, but then I said, no, you know, it's not fair to Brenda since she she came first. You know what I'm saying? So um, uh, for me, oh, man, uh, your guy said a lot. So I think so. Two two quick stories. One, what he means to me is he's always had my back. Right, wrong and different. He's always had my back. I remember when when that thing happened down here and I fought that kid at the at the gas station. He was there. You know, and when somebody tried to jump in, he jumped in and fell and scraped his nose. And me and the kid fight. He takes off running. And I come back and he's like, you ready to go? You feel better? I say, yeah, I feel better. He goes, okay, I need a beer. And we leave. Um, but I guess the biggest memory for me or the biggest impact to me was the one I couldn't see. Um, and and, and when, when, when I think back about it, I don't really talk about it often. But to know that while I'm on a hospital bed getting cut open and, and, and they're trying to save my life, uh, he was there. You know what I'm saying? He was strong enough to go to the doctor and say, hey, what's going on with my son? He was there to, to pick me up when I couldn't clean myself. You know what I'm saying? He was there to wipe me down when I couldn't. Um, and not just with that, the heart surgery, too, he, he was there. He's always been there. You know what I'm saying? He's always been there. So what he's taught me... But what the impact to me is that as a father, as a man, as a brother, as a husband, is to try to be the best me I can be and be there for my family. Like he's been there for me and everybody else. He's been that pillar, you know, um, the respect. And it's not just him. You know, we, we're talking about him today. But if we sat down and, and peeled the onion back with the men in our families, each one of them has had something that that's given us, you know, um, um, and a lot of it comes respect. And my father, since I can remember, was the suits, you know, the, the tinted glasses, uh, the floor shine shoes <laughs> that he would polish in the room. Um, Jumbo, you said the hot dogs. I tell people to this day, my dad sold hot dogs on Fordham Road to make money. The little Kyoko's in the back at, at, at Millbrook Projects when they had the, the carnival and him, him, your pops, anybody be hustling is not even a word. I mean, the dude got his money how he got his money. But uh, to me, that's what it was. That he's always been there for me, you know. He's he's, I I can't do no wrong. I can go shoot somebody right now. He's gonna be like, well, he did something 
to him and I'm sticking by it. That's what it is, you know? And, and that's, that's what I do for my kids, you know? So, um, pops, I love you. 80 years is a long time to celebrate. I hope we get 20, 30, 40, 50 more. Um, and Marty, you know, even if, if she gets to hear the stories, but this right here, she can go back and watch whenever she wants. Cause once I put this on YouTube, it's out there forever. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, pops, love you. Brenda, your turn. I'm saving it because you know. Well, what can I say? Like, you know, you said he's always been there for all of us. Because since even though we, well, I lived when he was way younger, but after a certain age, I wasn't living with him anymore. And I can never remember a time that my father was not present. Even if it's taking a train, a car, he even showed up one day to my house. 177 in Wadsworth from the Bronx, from 138th Street, on a bike with Frankie in this little seat in the back <laughs> of the bicycle, riding all the way over there. And I'm like, what is that behind you? I'm seeing him and I'm like, is that my father? And what's behind them? It's Frankie. They came to visit. So nothing really even stopped him from saying, no, you know, I'm not going to go. I'm going to be there. And I could say since I was a little girl, since time that I could remember, every night when I went to bed, he always came to in this room to check to see how I was doing. And to this day, daddy, every night, if I'm in that house or wherever we be, daddy opens that door to see how am I doing? Am I sleeping? Am I okay? He went in the other day. I'm like, daddy, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm just checking up on you. And I was like, wow, I'm 51. And my father's still coming 61 years old. Doing. Shut up, Jimbo. You're going to get there, honey, pun. <laughs> you know, daddy has always been there. He's been the rock. He's shown us so much. It's nothing that daddy hasn't ever done to provide for his family. And that he's taught all of us that as long as we have each other, we can do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important. At the end of the day, family, and that we have one another and respect one another. And that's what he sh has shared with us throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And I love him dearly. Daddy, I love you more than I could ever say. There's not enough words in this world for me to say how much I do love you. And I'm so glad now I'm here closer to you for hopefully a good while. I love you and hope you many, many, many more years of good health. I love you. Romy, so me, Brenda, that was nice. That was nice. And and I mean, I'm getting emotional. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm listening, I'm like, oh God, I gotta, I gotta control myself. But guess who is gonna get on now? Romy. So Romy, you said whenever I'm what? ready. Go what? ahead, Bobby. You're gonna be the last one, bro. You, you, Last one. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? His camera's not working. No, he's he's a For being a tech guy, he never he never gets on. I don't get it. He can't even figure it out. I know what. Man up. Calm yourself. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. It's a, it's a little low. Turn it up a that's, little bit. That's okay. You put a picture of me. You guys are you know, there you go. Correct moment. Um, well, you, you guys had a lot of, a 
lot of experiences with Dio Jr. over the years. Um, I, I can't even say anything because a lot of them were all mentioned. The, the, the yeah. store, the, the hot dog, the hot dog stands, uh, the kioscos all over the place. Um, what one thing's for sure is that with Dio Jr., he he, you always gravitate to him. Um, and everybody has had this experience every time you you would go to the house, whether it be 2692 or the one at 138th Street. You know, he opens the door and you don't even wait to come in. Like he'll just grab you and pull you in and, and always gives you the, the hug and the, the kiss, the bendición and all that stuff. And even when I was small, I, I always remember him as, as the, the uncle who was like, almost like the second father, um, always well-dressed, two-piece suit to the, to the T, you know, con el chaleco, los pantalones bien con el filo y todo eso, y los zapatos. Um, and I even remember one time that he came and, you guys know I was always the one on the side of the family, kind of the semi-isolated one at times. But I remember one time, and Frankie hopefully remembers this, that he actually came to 138, picked me up to go to spend the night in Frankie's house. And I was like, what? No, this can't be. I thought this was impossible. And he did. And that, of course, they didn't approve of it and all that stuff. And he kind of went to pick me up and all that stuff. And one thing that Tijono always does, whether it be for me or anybody in the family, he will always fight for you. No, tú no puedes oh, ¿cómo te lo vas a llevar? And he will go and argue with, with him and all that stuff. I still left, pissed <laughs> off. But I will always remember that if you have a problem and you can't talk, like I couldn't talk certain things to dad, I could always go to Tio Junior. And Tio Junior will give you he will give you the advice, some advice you don't want. Some of them are harsh, but one thing for sure, he will always be honest with you and tell you the advice. Um, he's always been like the second father. Um, still don't understand some of the things that he does, but hey, it always works out. Um, but like I said, even if you meet him up at the, at the door of the house, he will always pull you in no matter who you are or who you bring. And if you need him, he will always be right there for you. So, dear Junior, thank you very much. I love you to death. Happy birthday. Um, and keep pulling people in. That's that's the best thing you always do. That's what's up, man. That, that's true. It, it, the, the, the He grabs you, right? And he pulls you in. And this for five nine, he gives you a hug like he's six ten. I don't get it. He's always done that. But so I'm a, I'm gonna wrap it up because you know I want to keep it sweet and simple. I, I want Jumbo to play this film either tomorrow or Saturday so you could see it. Um, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna try to stream it to YouTube tonight. I'm gonna do it through iMovies for him to see it. So um, I just want to thank everybody. Y'all don't have to hang up right now. I'm just gonna end the episode. Um. But I want to thank everybody for taking the time out, for giving someone that's important to all of us. Not just me, Marty, and Brenda, because that's our father, but he's been an uncle, a godfather, a friend, a brother, a mentor, a, a, a role model. Um, 
he's he's dropped many gems and jewels in our lives, and even to this day he's doing it that resonate and and, and carry through that I try to teach to my kids and and I try to take to work with me because it, it just makes sense, you know what I'm saying? So that's another episode of Frank's unsolicited advice. Uh, the tribute to Francisco. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And enjoy the rest of your week.